Member-supported Jazz 90.1 proudly welcomes you to America's longest-running computer show, Soundbites. Call the show now at 966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free, 800-790-0415 or soundbites.org. Now, alongside Steve Ray and Dave Enright, here's Nick Francesco on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Good afternoon, Mr. and Mrs. American, all the chips in the PC. It is Saturday, the 24th day of February, Anno Domini 2024. Yes, it's Steve Jobs' birthday. And you, you lucky people, you're listening to Sound Bites. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Van And I'm Steve Ray. And it's six minutes after the hour. We are going to be bringing you news, views, things to choose, nothing to lose. No silver shoes. Don't get the blues. Have you paid your dues? Here comes the news. <laughs> Sticking with an older... Ver- what? How many more rhymes can you get? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> a lot, probably. <laughs> probably. Sticking with an older version of Windows 11 could leave your PC more vulnerable to hackers and scams. So Microsoft, in their infinite mercy, are going to help you out. Microsoft <laughs> is going to install the latest version of its desktop operating system on your PC, even if you haven't asked for the update or don't want it. Yes, they will force the installation of Windows 11 version 23H2, the update that rolled out worldwide towards the end of the year to all PCs globally. In a statement, Microsoft confirmed that it would automatically upgrade all eligible Windows 11 devices in the coming weeks. It hopes to update everyone to 23H2 before the previous version of the operating system reaches its end of support deadline in October of 2024. So you may not get the update today, but you will throughout this year. After that date, if you're persisting in the previous version of Windows 11, you'll stop receiving security updates, patches, or technical support from Microsoft. So if you call them and say, I have Windows 10, they're going to hang up. Well, they're going to laugh, then they're going to hang up. Say good luck. That could leave you open to ransomware, spyware, and other viruses. The same fate awaits Windows 10 users who don't or can't upgrade to Windows 11 before the deadline in late 2025. However, Microsoft will offer some security updates... For an extra fee. Of course. Microsoft says it's use, uh, it uses machine learning <coughs> thank you, pardon, to ensure the automatic update process starts at the best time for users around the world. They received widespread criticism during the Windows 10 era for pushing automatic updates at the worst time for users, leaving laptops unusable just before boarding a long-haul flight during an important presentation or worse, which I'm sure will work perfectly... Since as everything does in Microsoft programs. Mm-hmm. So back up everything now. Twice. Our poll of the week at soundbites.org. That's Bites with a Y, Francis, would like us to remind you. Is Microsoft Force updating Windows 11? Your choices are great. Can't wait. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm backing up everything right now. Linux is easy to install, you say? And Windows... <laughs> So far, we've got 34 votes, and Windows <laughs> is in the lead just barely above. I'm backing up everything now. Smart people right there. Um, and uh, then the uh, glasses half full and made of gold. I'm sure it'll be fine. People are right behind them. Well, I guess that other PC that I got, it says Windows 11 won't work on this PC. You're you're moving to Linux, or you just too, put two behind its ear and dump it in the canal. 
No, I'm just going to dump it to Linux. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I already got it on one machine, and it's working fantastic. Right. And it's like... Time to move. uh, All right, so you can vote in the poll at soundbites.org. Again, that's Bites with a Y. Francis would like us to remind you. And you can give us a call, 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free 800-790-0415. The other question it brings up, though... Is what if I've turned off automatically update, turn that totally off? It, it appears that Microsoft does not care if you've turned that off. They're going to override it? They can, certainly. There is. Who do you think owns it? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. Who do you think owns this machine? It's not you. <laughs> it's Microsoft. Get over it. Then I can send them the electric bill, too? No. That it creates? Right, right, right. And the problems and uh, yeah. everything else. Yeah, and right. the frustration? No. Lost time? None of that. They they own the machine without any responsibility. That's how no, that works. No, they only own the software. They own the software without any responsibility, which means if you put Linux on it, you own everything. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Which, it, um, like I say, my other, actually two other machines, Linux works very fine. Oh, thank you very much. Right. I have, I have to uh, check my wife's machine. She's still running... Windows, and I don't know that it's upgradable to 11. So I'll have to buy her a new laptop. They have changed and, and, and loosened the minimum recommendations. Right. So a lot, of, a lot of machines that were initially not upgradable to 11 are now. So if you wanted to, go check again. Yeah, I will. I yeah. will. Um, there, uh, um, Steve Gibson had, had written a program called In Control. That will um, set registry entries to stop upgrades. Right. And I'm I'm going to test your pop link to see see if that works. Um, and so theoretically, if you if you set the registry entry rather than just the, a preference, it might work. Maybe. Um, we'll see. We'll see who who really owns your machine. Yeah. Microsoft or Steve Gibson. Um, whilst. While uh, uh, Steve is doing all of that, we're going to go back. We're going to back to. We're going to go to the phone. The first caller is Fred from Rochester, New York. What's up, Fred? Hey, uh, I just recently purchased a uh, Intel Nook. Uh, it's got Windows 11. Sadly, I need it to run uh, Fusion 360. So I'm stuck with it. This is my this is my first uh, Microsoft machine in several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one was where I worked, and uh, the IT people took care of everything. Sure. So I didn't have to do anything. That was you know. So I'm looking. Uh, you've recommended uh, uh, many times Revo uninstaller. Yep. So I'm going to start with that. Uh, I see the Revo Uninstaller Pro is uh, $25. Is that annually? Uh, this I do not know. That's for a year's subscription. Okay. But you may not need the Pro features. They have a comparison chart that shows you the difference between the yeah. free version and the pay version. Okay. Because um, I wound up going to the version that goes onto a jump drive. And then that okay, way, because I have multiple computers in the house, with right. it on a jump drive, I can go from one computer to the other to the other 
and uh, do up the cleanup. Yeah, I see that it's about five dollars more a year. Yeah, they also they also have a um, someplace that popped up. They had a special for fifty seven dollars for two years. Mm-hmm. But if you've only got one machine, you don't need to get the uh, you don't need to pay extra for the thumb drive version. Right. I'm I'm you know maybe maybe do something different, but um, I think right now I, I'm I'm wondering uh, if I need the. Um, if I need the pro. Well, try the free version first. Okay. And well, see if that does what you need. For the most part, it will do, um, you know, uh, what you probably, the average person wants to do. But yeah, what are, you, what are you trying to uninstall on this brand new Nook? Yeah. Uh, nothing yet, but uh, I want it in yeah. before I install anything. Yep, that's a good idea. Yep. So yep. it's so it's easier. Um, I don't. The only thing that I plan on doing Windows is uh, the Fusion 360. I may uh, I may do my banking and stuff from there because it's got a bigger screen, easier to see. Uh, but other than that, no. So can I can I um, can I run Linux Dual on this machine? Um, I have an Intel NUC that I run Linux on, and it's beautiful. Um, I have... How big is your storage drive? Right. Uh, A terabyte? Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, you should be fine. Be careful installing it. Make sure that... Read every prompt. Because, you know, there's a point where you're going to... It's going to say, do you want to own this drive or share it? Yeah, don't get click happy. Right. So be very careful. Uh, But, yeah, you should be able to to do... Obviously, do a backup... Before you do that, and no, make sure you have your serial number for Windows and blah blah blah. But yeah, okay. it should work fine. Uh, like I said, I'm running. Um, I have a NUC that I'm that I'm running uh, Linux on. It runs great. Um, it, it, before you do that, did your NUC are are you plugged in to your network, wired or wireless? I'm uh, wireless. I'm currently using a hotspot. Yeah. So the first thing you want to do before you do anything else is download um, the right driver just in case. Because that was the one thing I discovered. The NUC that I bought did not have Wi-Fi built in. So I had to buy an external. I had to buy a a, a dongle to do that and uh, because it's in another room. Mm-hmm. Um, and made, I had to make sure that the driver would work. And in fact, the driver was not in um, uh, Linux. The Linux that I used, I used uh, Xubuntu. And so um, I had to download the driver and then install it myself. Yeah, it's it's okay. tricky to install your network driver when you don't have uh, networking. To get to the driver. <laughs> to get right, to the driver, exactly. yeah. So you d- download that first. Make sure... All of your drivers are available to you uh, before uh-huh. you, before you install Linux. That was the only okay. driver I couldn't install on my NUC. So uh, NUC, for those of you listening, is NUC, Next Unit of Computing. It's a little tiny Intel box that's got, you know, however much RAM you bought and, and terabyte hard drives and i7 processors and i5 processors and all of that. So we're just joking today with uh, uh, the guys at work that we've got a customer getting a Mac Mini, which is Apple's version of the Nook. It's you know an eight-inch square box, right. 
and a 32-inch monitor. So it's this little tiny computer box and this giant compu- uh, monitor box. <laughs> yeah, the size of the of the box doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, it, it does if you're adding, you know, you want to add four or five hard drives or some specialized which card. Is, in which is a really card. small niche anymore. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, yeah. So you should yeah, be fine. Got, yeah. So I have um, I have 32 gig of uh, RAM. Yep. It's got a um, um, it's got a um, video card which has 16 uh, gig of RAM by itself. Right. Um, yeah, you should be fine. All that works. All that works fine from um, a hotspot. So the, the 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 second question of the day is now I'm looking at internet providers, and it seems like at my address, um, Spectrum is the only option. Okay. Um, no, not necessarily the phone company. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get five megabit uh, from your phone company or three hundred megabit minimum from the cable company. <laughs> No, and depending thought, on where yeah. you are, depending on where you yeah, are, there's fiber. From, if there's fiber from running, then there's yeah. multiple more options. I was going to say you got to check because Spectrum yeah. is it. I mean, tel- Rochester Telephone Company has been going all guns out, re- uh, putting up uh, fiber to do their new fiber internet. Yep. So if you've seen uh, work trucks in your neighborhood, there's a chance you might have uh, something faster. Yeah, now. or you just oh pick up the phone and call them and say see if it's in your area. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I checked. I, I checked a couple. There, there was I, I googled, you know, best ones, and Spectrum came up top, and then Frontier. But Frontier was way more expensive. I just need a little bit of internet. Right. Um, so, what would you recommend as? Because they have many plans: 50, 50 megabits, uh, three hundred megabits. How many people in your house use the internet at the same time? Just me. You don't need a lot then. All by myself. The only thing I'm doing, uh, like I said, with the uh, other than the occasional browsing, which I've been doing off of my phone for the last couple of years. Right. Um, the only thing I will have is the Fusion 360, which I think the the lowest 50 would work. So if I get 100, I'll be double what I need. Right. Uh, just one more more question. Green lights not in your area? No. Okay. And Just also, do you do you have any streaming services like Netflix or any of that? Nada, nothing. Then yeah, which fifty I, will which, do which you, hundred will do you better. Which I which I I laughed um, last week. I, I missed last week because I was at the dentist, but I heard I listened to the broadcast on YouTube, and you were talking about all the different television things and movies and whatever that you're watching. And I'm going, I don't have time for that. Right. <laughs> I come home. I come home from work. If I sit down, it's over with. Yeah. I come, yeah. Home, I, I come home from work and I get something to eat, feed the cats, do a couple of chores, and it's time for me to get to bed. Yep. No, I get it. So yeah, there won't be any streaming. I might get crazy since it's there and it's plugged in. I might get crazy and and, and look at a movie, but awfully rare. Uh, yep. Might be some might be some video conferencing Zoom type. That would also be rare. Uh, so you're saying 100, 100 uh, megabytes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should be fine. Okay. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get the Revo on installer. Do the do the. Uh, so I I 
I have internet. I can I can download the the Linux. Yeah, absolutely. Whichever version you want, you can download it, um, install it on a thumb drive, and you're on your way. Okay. Does it have to be on the thumb drive? No. You well, it depends. Where else are you going to put it? Well, I can't, I can't put it right to the hard drive. No, you have to install it from something to the hard drive. Gotcha. Okay. So I've got I've got plenty of the thumb drives around. Yeah. Um, so I I download that and I can run those two side by side because, like I said, the only thing I need the the only thing I need the Windows uh, Microsoft for is because they don't have Fusion doesn't have a Linux version yet. Right. Of the, you can always get the Mac version. <laughs> well, yeah. Then I can download a Mac uh, a Mac. Um, yeah. So that's that's where I am with that. Uh, Revo Fusion Linux. You're on your way. Uh, and drivers. You got it. Okay. I think I got it. I think I got it. I think you do. I'll probably have to call you back next week with my hair pulled out and going, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> have fun. Where, Remember to back up first. Where do I find that license for the uh, Windows? Um, most of the time it's printed on the physical computer or uh, in your Microsoft account when you set it up on that machine. Okay. I'll have to I'll have to go back to that because yeah um, I just put in a username and password just because I wanted to look at the I wanted to look at the fusion options right all right uh, I thank you so much again all right have fun You're worth every penny of my donations that's what we like to hear Fred thank you take care now bye bye so yeah the the in, Intel has been making these little Boxes for a long time, the NUCs, the next unit of computing, or the NUCs as they call them. And um, they're, they're full-blown, pretty powerful computers. Mm-hmm. Um, you, what, I, what I love is that you can find them all over eBay for not much money. They've been around long enough that there's, there's used ones that are, are on the market because their owners have upgraded to better ones. Right. Um, I, I have one that I'm, I'm running Plex on right now, um, and it's, it's a terabyte hard drive and 16 gig of RAM and an i7 processor. Yeah, it is just like any other PC. You got to, we want the i5, the i3, the i7, right. you know, RAM, storage. It's just in a physically little tiny box. And it cost me $69. I got it on, I, on I eBay. Be, Somebody, I'd be worried that it's I was, stolen but I or thought, broken. You or... know what? Sixty nine bucks. It's it's worth a shot. It's yeah. a, it's a gamble. So it you know it came and I thought, okay, what am I actually getting? Mm-hmm. What what is it missing? Had all the RAM. Had the right processor. Had the terabyte hard drive. Which alone is about sixty nine dollars. So I paid for the hard drive and got a free computer to go with it. Oh well. And yeah, the only thing it was missing, like I said, was uh, was um, uh, Wi-Fi, and I bought a dongle for eighteen dollars or whatever the number was. And did it have Ethernet? It did. It had. So it, it, it had at least some networking built. Yeah, in. I could. Yeah. I could get it, but I didn't want it in that room. Yeah. But so yeah, I could set it up, and you I don't did. have cables running all over your house. Uh, yeah, oddly, uh, <laughs> no, because my wife has scissors. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we don't do that anymore. But uh, uh, I could set it up in the computer room, plug it right into my uh, um, system, my, my network, and uh, set it up. So that was fine. Yeah. 
Uh, and so in that case, I, I could download the uh, driver. Yeah. Because, you know, I had it there, but then I wanted it in the other room. And I thought, well, we'll see if this works. So I shut it all down, moved it to the other room, turned it on. I could log in remotely. I could do everything I needed to do. It's running Plex. It's got a... One of the neat things I've seen uh, at a lot of companies that that are end up getting these knocks, especially for uh, you know a, a terminal into their mainframe software, well, web software, right. is they're small enough to get mounted on the back of the monitor. Yep. And so uh, you've got the monitor and this like six or eight inch square box just mounted right to the back of the monitor. I wonder about the heat flow when they do that. This thing doesn't even get warm. Yeah. But you know, no giant tower on the on the floor anymore, even a small tower. <laughs> Some of my customers, especially in the graphics world, that, that have giant towers, in the winter the giant towers are on the floor to keep their feet warm. Yes. And then in the summer they put them up on the desk to blow at their neighbors and, and have arguments across the aisle. <laughs> You're right, exactly. Um, one of the, the, the interesting things is depending on how much power you really need, you can power a monitor to do that kind of stuff with a with a Raspberry Pi. Yep. And that's even smaller and less power. And, yeah, you can mount that also right to the back of the – you can mount it to the back with sticky tape, you yep. know, double-sided tape. It's, it's that light. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, very quiet. Too. Very quiet, very nice. It's, uh, it's an easy thing to do, and, uh, and it's pretty cool. So, um, you know, if you're looking for an alternative – to uh, the the big thing, of course, is it's a it's not a laptop, but most people don't want a laptop. They they buy a laptop, but they don't really need one. They're not going anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're paying extra for the form factor, and you're paying you know you're paying extra. So uh, in my case, uh, when I buy most of the machines that I buy are nooks or, or desktop machines where I put that extra money. I, pay, I spend the same amount of money, but I put the extra into more RAM or a bigger hard drive or a better processor. Yep. Why not? And that's the other thing, too. You don't need one giant computer right? a lot of times. Three small computers that cost less than the one giant computer may work out better for you. Yep. You do your web surfing on one. You do your video streaming from another one. Yeah, separate your tasks. Well, and, and for me, a lot of the testing that I do, mm-hmm. I do it on a machine that I don't care if it dies or gets hacked or whatever yeah. happens to it because I'm constantly uh, redoing it over yeah. and over and over again. So, oh, it got hacked. Okay. I, you know, fine. Look it for morbid. It's only way to be sure. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's, there's uh, a lot to be said for the small machines. Uh, there's a lot to be said for multiple machines over one big machine, and there's a lot to be said for desktops over laptops. Um, if you're if you're not, we say this all the time. If you're not carrying it around, if it really just sits on your desk all day, why are you paying for the form factor? Buy a bigger, better desktop, and if you really need to take something somewhere, get an inexpensive Chromebook. Because I guarantee you, most of the time when you go out somewhere. All you're doing is browsing the web. Yeah, or even a tablet, which is smaller and cheaper smaller yet. Smaller and often. cheaper yet. Uh, well, smaller, depending, yeah, on, depending which, on which one you get. Um, but, yeah, um, so, you know, pay attention to what you're you're actually doing and why you're doing it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Back in just a couple of minutes with Dave Enright, Steve Ray, me, Nick Francesco, and you. 
It's 29 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the longest-running computer show in the known universe. Sound bites. Give us a call, 585-966-JAZZ, 966-5299. Toll-free, 800-790-0415. We'll be right back on Jazz 90.1 in just a couple of minutes. Four hours a day, seven days a week at soundbites.org. More with Nick Francesco, Dave Enright, and Steve Ray next on member supported Jazz 90.1. Hi, I'm Steve Pearl. Please join me tonight from 10 to midnight on member supported Jazz Radio in Rochester, Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Steve Ray. And at 36 minutes after the hour, we are Soundbite. And I need a pina colada. You need a pina colada. <laughs> That's enough of that. <laughs> There's another strike on YouTube. <laughs> um, and you can give us a call at 585-966-JAZZ. It's 966-5299. Toll free 1-800-790-0415. Before I read the next news item... I should say uh, a couple of you are probably wondering where the chat went. It died last week. I'm not sure why. I spent about three days. Nothing you did made it die. <laughs> no, it was just, no. It's like I said. My host has been making some changes, and this was clearly something they did. Anyway, I spent about three days trying to figure it out, and then I suddenly realized there's only half a dozen people who are ever in the chat anyway. Most of the time, they aren't talking about computer stuff. So the heck with it. There's no more chat. That's why, easy enough. Why exert the effort? Right. I was I was going to do uh, a Discord, but then I thought, uh, so there's no chat. Uh, and it's I don't think anybody's going to miss it. Um, AT&T. A <laughs> uh, number of you may have noticed that uh, there was a big AT&T outage this week. <laughs> AT&T said a botched update related to a network expansion caused the wireless outage it disrupted service for many mobile customers. Many. Uh, many mobile customers on, Thousands. Uh, on Thursday. Um, on Thursday night, AT&T posted the following to their website. Based on our initial review, we believe that today's outage was caused by the application and execution of an incorrect process used as we were expanding our network, not a cyber attack. We are continuing our assessment of today's outage to ensure we keep delivering the service that our customers deserve. While incorrect process is a bit vague, anonymous sources said it was a software update that went wrong. AT&T hasn't said exactly how many cellular customers were affected, but there were over 70,000 problem reports on the Down Detector website on Thursday. And, of course, that's maybe a hundredth Mm -hmm. of the people who are actually affected go to Down Detector and actually put in a report. The outage began early in the morning, and AT&T said that 11.15 a.m. Eastern Time, Thursday, the three-quarters of the network had been restored. By 3.10 p.m., AT&T said it restored wireless service to all affected customers. The outage was big enough that the Federal Communications Commission said its Public Safety and Homeland Security Bureau was actively investigating. The FCC also said it was in touch with FirstNet, the nationwide public safety network that was built by AT&T. Some FirstNet users reported frustrations related to the outage. The San Francisco Fire Department said it was monitoring the outage because it appeared to be preventing AT&T wireless customers from making and receiving any phone calls, including to 911. The FCC sometimes issues fines to telcos over 911 outages. The U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency reportedly said it looked 
it was looking into the outage, and a White House spokes robot said that the FBI was checking on it, too. But it was determined pretty quickly that the outage wasn't caused by a cyber attack. Were you affected? Give us a call now that you can. 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll free 800-790-0415. Somebody had a greater than sign instead of a less than sign. See, it happens. <laughs> that could have done it. Weren't some of the T-Mobile folks affected, too, because they... Many of them piggyback on yeah, AT&T's they, network. They, off their towers. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, a lot of a lot more people than just A&T, AT&T got hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but AT&T is the carrier company for the many ma- of them. Ma- yeah, the major one. Right. So they uh, uh, a lot of people lost lost uh, power. And, and, you know, as we were talking to Fred earlier, uh, he uses a hotspot. And if he were on AT&T, he would have been off the network yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, down and out. Down and out. Um, and that's, you know, we talk a lot about single point of failure. Uh, if this thing goes wrong, we're done. And for, I would suspect, 99.999% of us, the Internet connectivity in our home is a single point of failure. We only have one. And if that one goes, we're done. Now, most of us have a second one we don't think about, which is that you can create a hotspot. Many of us, depending on your carrier, can create a hotspot using your phone. So you can, if if your Internet connection goes down, you can always use your phone at a much lower rate of speed and probably a much higher cost for many um, to, to make an Internet connection. And But if, you know, if that's what it on, takes. Depending on how widespread the outage is. Right. Yeah, you know, your, your your cell phone talks to a tower, and then the tower talks to the internet. Right. So if the problem is a, a widespread power outage, yeah. you may be done anyway. Yeah, and then well, in which case, you know, break out the banjo and sit around and play. Well, when I was a kid, that's always when we ate the best because we had to yeah. empty the freezer out <laughs> yes. before everything spoiled. <laughs> yeah. We had uh, many many years ago. We had an ice storm that took. I've I've said this before, and our house did not lose power. We had, we had, we feasted. Yep. People came over and said, can we, you know, we were talking to people. And they, How long an extension cord people, can we run? <laughs> yeah, we did. We ran every extension cord we could. And, you know, because people look out their windows and see our house still had lights on. So all the neighbors that we'd never met yeah. <laughs> and all the ones we had met were over our house. Can we come? Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll bring food. Absolutely. Yep. We ate like kings for like three days. <laughs> we had That's people always- sleeping everywhere. Kids were saying. <laughs> Can my kids bring their video game? Yes, because we want them to have some sort yep. of uh, distraction. Bring all of them. That's it, one thing we used to hate, though, at Home Depot. When you get yeah. the outages in it, people come in and buy the generators. Always a we big surge in generators. Yeah. And uh, then they never need them again. Right. No. Or the they following don't, week, they're yeah. there saying it's not working yep. and they want to return it. They don't maintain them properly. Right. <laughs> or, yeah. What was, oh, shoot, what was that? That giant, there was a giant ISP somewhere in, was it New York? Where the, the flooding, uh, Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, oh yeah. The building flooded, the basement flooded, the generators were on the roof. They had seven generators. Two of them were down for maintenance, three of them were down for upgrades. Uh, so none of the generators worked. Right. For right. some, for one reason or another. You know, they, they hadn't been tested in a while, so when they tried to turn this one on that was supposed to work, it didn't. Right. Yeah, we, we've got seven redundant generators. None of them worked. None of them worked. It's, and it's not like Hurricane Sandy was that big a surprise. Mm-hmm. Somebody should have said, maybe we don't take these down for maintenance right now. Right. 
and, and they had the good sense to put them on the roof, not in the basement, right. which got flooded. Right. Uh, but yeah, emergency planning for emergencies, disaster planning is way more painful and way darker than you think it is. Whatever you think is going to happen, something worse could come along. So, uh, you know, be aware of that and be uh, be ready to, to deal with it, um, you know, it, whether it's on a personal level, uh, in your home or uh, at your work. Uh, I've known a number of... Uh, ham radio. Ham radio. I've known a number of, of people who were the disaster planning people at various well, businesses. Well, there, there was a number of operators. There, that's up, an important thing. That's a very important was thing. was up and running, uh, like you said, for the uh, on three of the different frequencies. They were running there for, for emergency calls if people were out with phone service. Yep. And that's important. Oh, yeah. But there's also, you know, how do you keep the building warm? Oh, I, yeah. No, there's... What, what do you do for the people? Is yeah. it, it, there's just, there's a lot, A you multitude know? of uh, things to consider. And, and, and you know, you you plan, in a business, you plan what happens if if there's a uh, an earthquake. Yep. Where, where do we put, where are our data going to be safe? And what if there's a nuclear attack? Where are our data going to be safe? In my case, I think to myself, if we have a nuclear attack, my first thought is not going to be, where are my programs right now? Make sure you remember to take a can opener into your fallout shelter. Exactly, exactly <laughs> right. All right, back to the phones. Our next caller is Chuck from Penfield, New York. What's up, Chuck? Hey, gentlemen. I uh, just want to rehash something. You were talking about computers the size of ice cubes. Yeah. If, if I go to eBay, what do I do a search for? Um, well, I search, I search for Intel NUC, N-U-C. N-U-C, okay. Next unit of computing. Now, caveat emptor, right? Buyer beware. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not going to promise that you'll get the uh, uh, as good a deal as I did. But Is it an Intel product or are there multiple? I'm assuming there's... There are multiple people Intel who make them. Intel make is the one of the stuff. manufacturers. Yeah, and most okay. of them use Intel chips. Most okay. of them use Intel chips, so they're Intel NUCs no matter what the name says. Okay, okay. And if you don't want the tiny NUC, there's a mini PC that's a little bit bigger. Right. That, that isn't the, even a half tower. The Think Center, for example, from Lenovo. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Uh, is 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 another one, but you know, many what what I happened to run into was a company that was selling off inventory. I don't know if they were upgrading or going out of business or what they were doing, but they were selling off inventory. Frankly, I should have bought two or three or four or ten of them. Right. Yeah. But and then there's companies that go out and, and buy people's inventories, and then they sell them. Right, right, exactly. And that's what you often see on eBay. Yeah. So, okay. you know, in many cases, it's not a product that's got a problem, but it is a product that's been used. Okay. In my case, it was an unopened box. Oh. But, again... Luck of the draw. 50, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So, and I thought, you know, I'm willing to, I'm willing to gamble sixty nine dollars. Okay, so it's called, it's called a nook, N U K, and you see, and you see. Okay, and anybody does it look alike? Right, right, right. So N U C stands for next unit of computing. Okay, and it's a, it's a little box. You can, you can usually Google four, it. four or five inches square, and maybe an inch tall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. No hard drive or, or no CD drive or nothing like that. No, 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 none of that. They, they got US, lots of uh, of ports. ports yeah. USB, USB, USB ports. Mine had you know ports. USB three and 
Um, um, so I was, you know, it's fine to be able to add things and to it. Most of them don't even have, well, they don't have a two and a half inch SSD, you know, SATA drive bay. Right. They use NVMe um, blade <laughs> cards. Oh, okay. So the, they're even smaller. Yeah, that's one. The, there's not enough room inside these tiny boxes to even fit a two and a half inch laptop drive. Right. And, and you're not going to upgrade any of that stuff. It's a, well, no, it is what it is, pretty thing. much. The the storage you can usually NVMe well, is yes, usually yes. slotted. You can you can pull one out. Yeah, and you can even change that, but we, you're not going to change the RAM. You're not going to change the processor. Somebody, you're not going to yeah. add a card in it because there's nowhere to put one. Yeah. But yeah. you've got all the USB ports to add right. external storage. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Real good. Thank you. All right. Have fun. And, yeah, my, my thought is, you know, when you want to play with a second machine or do some cool thing, now you've still got to, you've still got to, if it, now I'm running mine headless, but you'd still have to buy a keyboard and a mouse and a, and a, a monitor, but a lot of us have an extra keyboard or mouse or monitor. Or just, or just get an A-B switch and... Uh, or get an A-B switch. Switch from KBM one computer switch, yeah. to the other, yeah. I just I just found the uh, 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 the NUC thirteen extreme sixty four gigs of RAM two terabyte SSD uh, for thirteen hundred. Yes. So they're not they don't have to be cheap. They, they're not it's, cheap in the beginning. Yeah. These are these. But are, this is this is on eBay for a used one. Oh, nice. But it's it's yeah. But what was it originally? Ma- right, maxed RAM and 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 maxed out uh, storage space. Yeah. Right. Be interesting right. to see what it was originally. I wonder if I yeah. can find it. Usually, just uh, if it, they Google give you the number, the part number, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, the the and and they're not the only people making small computers. Like I said, Lenovo makes the Think Center, uh, RE Center, um, uh, and it's it's a smaller box. And a, any number of them make mini towers and pizza box sized sixteen hundred. Yeah. So three hundred dollars off for a used one. Well, not. Gently used, probably. Hopefully. <laughs> and again, yeah. they offered it thirteen hundred, and yeah, you know, wait another week. For just forty-five bids so far. Right. Oh, ends at two o five today. So jump right in. Jump right in. <laughs> and the other thing is, the one I was ordering was one of like three hundred that they had. Yeah. So you know, sixty-nine bucks was fine. Yep. They they were willing to part with it. For sixty nine bucks. Again, okay. it's all in the luck of the draw. That's exactly know? right. I was very lucky with that and with my Because you weren't purchase. even expecting that model. No, I wasn't. I you know well, well no no that one I was. That oh, that one I saw right. this is what they're selling and that's oh, what okay. I bought. The Woot uh, laptop that I bought was that's anything from an I three to an I seven. That's where you looked at. Yeah, that's okay. where I looked out so, for real. One thing uh, part of that caveat emptor is we have no problem buying used computers. Right. Because we know how to fix them. Right. For the average... Or guy. Yeah, or no guy. I was going to say, yeah. he doesn't open it a For up. the average home user, you might not want to look at a used computer. You yeah. don't know why it's used. Was it purchased and not they didn't like it and returned it? So they can't be sell as new anymore. Was it purchased and had a problem and right. they returned it? So it's the, most of the time they have a warranty, which is great. But if, if you're fighting for warranty repairs on your brand new computer, that's... Not very nice either. Ain't going right. to hold the water, yeah. Right. No, and that's absolutely true. But again, in that case, for sixty nine bucks, I thought, yeah, this is this is just I'm rolling the dice. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, I lost seventy bucks. Big deal. <laughs> you can use the parts. Exactly right. So that was not a big a big deal to me. And with wood, it was kind of the same thing. It was, and eBay is usually pretty good about. Uh, uh, 
eBay's good to the customers. You would have got your money back. I would have gotten my money back. We as a vendor have had lots of problems with eBay. Uh, and, of course. And fraud because people claim they didn't get the thing when we have a mailing signature confirmation that they did and eBay takes the money from us and gives it back to the customer. Yep, yep. So we stopped selling on eBay. <laughs> yeah, no question. Um, uh, the thing I bought from Woot came with a 90-day money-back guarantee. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm not as dumb as I look. I kind of couldn't be. But when it came, I immediately unpacked it and started playing with it. Yeah. Played with it for about two weeks before I decided I'm not sending it back. It's mine. I'm keeping it. But I played with it uh, pretty much constantly for a couple of weeks to make sure that it I was keeping it. So that's the other part of it. You know, I know people who's, who bought a thing and then didn't get around to it and didn't get around to it. When they did, it didn't do what they wanted. They can't send it back now. It's past the return date. Oh, well. Oh, speaking, speaking of return dates, the Apple Vision Pro. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, coming up on its 14 day return policy. Yeah. So there are there are going to be a lot of used ones on Apple's marketplace. Yes. Um, save I don't know, don't know what they'll be down to, uh, but so all the thousands of YouTubers that bought one put out YouTube's got their millions of views to pay for it uh, to, to keep it or have re- now returned it because they got all those views. Right. So the people who were early speculators. Um, so there's going to be quite a few used ones. In the, uh, in the market soon. Yep. Um, and it's, look, nobody has made money yet with smart glasses, which is really what this is. Yep. What? Fred again. Fred again, okay. Uh, nobody has made money with, with smart glasses. Uh, Google couldn't do it. Uh, uh, nobody could do it. Now, there are people who are selling what they call smart glasses, and what they really are are Bluetooth headphones. Uh, in a in in a pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not really what this is about. Yeah. Um, the the real issue is there isn't much of a use case. See, there's a company in town, and I'm not going to remember the name now. Vuzix. Uh, that had a um, a program uh, for for the Google Glass. Oh, they Vuzix had 3D. Um, right, right, right. Glasses. But there was a company that had a program for uh, Google Glass that showed music mm-hmm. so you could sit there and play and the music would scroll on the glasses yeah which was pretty clever music actually has some that look like regular glasses that was one of the big problems with uh, google glass is uh, is it looked funny on your head right uh, and with the well, apple all of them do please right and apple vision is a full you know headset you know ski goggles right uh but uh, music has, has a couple that are that look like Industrial glasses, so so that like a, a heavier uh, frame safety glasses. Yep, yep. Because yep. that's that's their market is industrial applications. Right. So and, you're, and you're fixing niche, this machine, and you see an overlay in your glasses, exactly. and this, yep, this is where for that part niche goes. markets they're wonderful, but for the average public, there isn't an app yet. There isn't a reason to get one. Anyway, back to the phones. Our next caller is Fred, calling back from Rochester, New York. What's up, Fred? A hey, um, little bit different topic. Um, my daughter could use a new computer. Uh, she only needs stuff like uh, documents and um, spreadsheet and maybe create a presentation. Um, and I was thinking Raspberry Pi would do that with uh, Linux. Uh, and yes. And now we're talking about uh, the Nook. Which, which direction is a better way to go? Either one would be fine. If you're looking to run real Microsoft Office, then you want a no. Nook. 
Negative, no. Yeah, if you're looking to run, um, say, Google Docs, then a, a Chromebook or uh, a, a Raspberry Pi would run it fine. Um, uh, I would, I would, you know, take a look at the 400 or the Raspberry Pi 5 to get some real power for your desktop. Um, but you don't need much more than that. Um, and, and of course, LibreOffice runs on, uh, both the, any Nook or any, uh, Raspberry Pi. She had a little bit of trouble trying to create, um, a presentation slides with, um, Google. And I was wondering if LibreOffice would be easier or better to use. Yeah, LibreOffice would probably be much better. I mean, it's in terms of um, the way it works, it works a whole lot like um, um, PowerPoint. Okay. So I've, I've done I've done ton of PowerPoint um, uh, back in the back in the day. Right. Um, so one one of the things you can do with uh, um, ease more easily with LibreOffice is download it to your machine, and then you can run it off the network or put it in, right. and you can you can you know save it as a powerpoint document with real pptx and and then you know take it to any machine on the planet and put it in and run it on their uh, office and, uh, and the raspberry pi would be you know she could pick it up put it in the handbag and and, and take it sure take it and well that's one of the reasons uh take a look at the raspberry pi 400 because it includes, uh, it's built into a keyboard essentially. Okay. So it's a little, it's yep. a little bulkier to carry around, but it's also much easier to, to manage because you're still going to have to wherever you plug it in yeah. somewhere, you're going to need a keyboard and a mouse and a monitor. Um, so if they've got a monitor, uh, all you have to do is take that keyboard which has the computer in it and a mouse, and you're done. Uh, the 400 versus the five. The the four hundred has is one Keyboard generation below the five. It was the four, then the four hundred, which is essentially a four in a keyboard, and then there's the five. There's not a five hundred yet. Okay. Um, yeah, because she does uh, she does some volunteering at at Lollipop Farms. Beautiful. And she, she occasionally does some uh, presentations for, uh, well, she's done presentations for staff, and then they have a summer camp and showing stuff to the kids, and then they have some hands-on, but she could, you know, she could certainly use that. Right. Um, they they have screens that she could wire to, or, so right. that would just, yep. that would, the 400 would just need the, the keyboard with the machine inside and a mouse. Right, well, and then the four hundred is a keyboard. Right, keyboard it's a keyboard and mouse. Right, right, right. It's got the four with the in the in the keyboard. Right, so all she'd need to add is the mouse, and then obviously hook it up to whatever. No, it comes with the mouse. Four hundred comes with the mouse. But she need to carry both around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she she'd have to plug it into whatever monitor they have. I mean, it's, it looks to me no bigger than the Chromebook. Uh, it is not even as big as a Chromebook. It's about as wide as a Chromebook, but certainly, okay. yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yep, have fun. All right. Uh, that music tells us we are done for the first hour, but do not despair. I know you were about to just commit harakiri or seppuku, is, is more proper. 
But you don't have to because we're going to come back with a whole nother hour of the longest running computer show in the known universe. We're saving lives here, people. We're going to have a whole nother hour of Steve Ray, a whole nother hour of Dave Enright, a whole nother hour of me, Nick Francesco, and a whole nother hour of your calls. But only if you, in fact, call 585-966-CHAZ. That's 966-5299. Toll free 800-790-0415. Take a quick bio break. Go grab an adult beverage to toast Steve Jobs' birthday. And we'll be back on the other side with a whole lot more sound bites on member-supported Jazz 90.1. It's uh, exactly the top of the hour. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Before you call into our show, please make note of the following rules. One, turn your radio down. Two, turn your radio down lower. Three, remember, nobody has invented a good-sounding speakerphone yet. Don't use them. Four, make sure you have a point. It makes for a more interesting show. Five, calling does not guarantee you'll get on the air. No whining. Six, if you do get on the air, please do not tell the host what you just told the screener. We don't care. And seven, is that radio turned down yet? We hope this will make for a more enjoyable program, and we thank you for your time. It's America's longest-running computer show. Back to more sound bites with Nick, Dave, and Steve. Next on member-supported Jazz 90.1. WGMC Grease Rochester, a public service of the Grease Central School District. Jazz 90.1. Celebrating 50 years on the air in Rochester. Welcome back to America's longest-running computer show, Soundbites, on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Get online now. Call 966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free 800-790-0415. Or submit your question by email at soundbites.org. Once again, here's Nick Francesco, Dave Enright, and Steve Ray on member-supported Jazz 90.1. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Steve Ray. And it's six minutes after the hour. We are hurtling headlong into the second hour of the longest-running computer show in the known universe. And you can give us a call at 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll-free 800-790-0415. All right, we've talked a lot about the uh, Google Graveyard. Uh, and there's a new new item going into the Google Graveyard, Google Pay is shutting down in June. It will be replaced by Google Wallet. For those of you keeping track, yes, Google Pay originally was created to replace Google Wallet and Andrew, Android Pay. But now the student becomes the master. Android Pay popped up in 2015 as a temporary tap-to-pay king, uh, while Google Wallet was recast as a cash app Venmo rival. But even when Google changed its mind and combined them, it couldn't keep from itself from messing with the formula again and again. Don't even ask me about the 2020 revamp that pulled Google Pay send peer, uh, peer-to-peer transactions back into the fold or a failed attempt to add Google Plex banking features because by 2022, its rebranding efforts had all become meaningless anyway. That's when Google Wallet came back, ready to hold credit, debit cards, event passes, loyalty cards, government IDs, proof of vaccination... Probably dog tags and name it. (laughs) Unlike 2011's NFC-powered wallet, this one is even compatible with newer tech like ultra-wideband car keys. What's left of Google Pay is apparently now superfluous, so after June 4th, 2024, it's fading out and taking its peer-to-peer payment features with it, at least in the U.S. anyway. If you have funds still tied up in Google Pay, you should remove them 
while you still have a chance unless you think Google might change its mind again. It's been a weird winding road, but compared to the dozen or so messaging apps Google has tried over the years, this isn't actually all that bad. They're not going to move your money to their other product for you? We don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> Do you want to take them. the chance? That's true. Those of us still using Google Pay to transfer money had best start looking at apps like Venmo. Are you a Google Pay user? Send us money while you still can. I mean, give us a call, 585-966-JAZZ. It's 966-5299. Toll free, 800-790-0415. I use uh, Google Pay all the time. Uh, I used it all the time while uh, we, my wife and I were both recovering from our various things. So my daughter would do shopping for us and stuff like that, and then I would Google Pay her uh, the money. Uh, which was uh, which you don't there's no fee for family to family so that was nice now we'll probably have to do well if we do it again we'll have to do it out of venmo or whatever but um yeah it's uh it, google, google is i think in some cases too stinking big for its own good they have so many fingers and so many pies and they you know they they throw stuff at the wall see what sticks you know what might have happened the one person that wrote google pay yeah left yeah and so no one, no one wants to take it over because they don't know anybody yep uh but the, the 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 number of devices of programs rather that google has killed over the decades is legion at this point and google pay is joining it um it may well be that the reason is they're just losing money on it because most people use venmo or something else uh rather than google pay think about all those businesses that put those stickers up apple pay google pay samsung pay i'm gonna scratch one off now (laughs) exactly right uh it's uh i don't i don't honestly know well, Google Wallet is actually the thing that does what Google Pay does for mm-hmm. those yeah. for those devices. Put multiple credit cards in. There. I have to I have to tell the story. Our friend friend of the friend of the show Jerry Seward, has an Apple Watch, and you can put your Google Pay on your Apple Watch. So he went up to a thing one day and ran his hand over it, holding an Apple. And said, do you take Apple Pay? And it dinged. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Nice. I thought that was very funny. Uh, but, yeah, you you know, there, everybody does it. Apple Pay does it. You can use your phone. You can use your watch. You can use your iPad. You can use your whatever you want to use. It. Anything that has. Uh, so much so you don't have to, you know, have a credit card. Go well, and and the, the better thing is that. Every time you use the service, Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatever, a random credit card number is sent. Um, And so if that uh, company ever gets breached, and and they're going to. They're going to. Not if, when. When. The the bad guys don't get your real credit card number. They get a random number. I tell people all the time, if you have a phone that is capable of doing near-field communication where you can tap to pay... Use it because it is so much more secure. I can't tell you the last time I used my credit card. In fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I gave it to my wife, my credit card, because she was doing PT and they still take, they still require a credit card. Uh, and I just got it back this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't missed it. I haven't needed yeah. it. 
Well, so I told you last week, my turn for donuts. Yeah. I left my wallet at home. Yeah. And I couldn't remember if the donut shop took Apple Pay, so I had to run home and get my wallet. When I got there, they did, so I, I could have used my phone, but just in case. It's, we, it, I, you guys decided that donuts are better than me being on time. Yes. <laughs> Since you're never on time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the one other criticism, though, I have, you know, with, you know granted, it's, uh, you know, the Apple Pay and that, I love it. You know, and uh, Google Pay and that. But what some places are starting to do now is adding a service charge onto your, say, your food bill that if you're going to pay by credit card, Mm -hmm. right, they're going to ding you maybe another buck and a half versus using cash. Because the the credit card companies, they're not making enough money. Yeah. Yeah. So they're raising their rates, and the, and people are passing it on to the customer. Yeah, I get it. I can remember, though, I don't know about you, Steve, but I can remember if, when the banks net did increases on their you know mm-hmm. credit cards, we couldn't pass it on to our customers, or we would get uh, yeah. dinged. Recent, right. recent exactly laws right. changed. But back in the as day. Long, as long as you um, uh, 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 advertise, say that you're going to do it, you have a sign that you're, that you're doing that. Uh, it's now legal, and, and we're losing three to five percent per credit card transaction. Yeah, and seven percent right. to New York State. Right. Sometimes they both make more money than we do on a sale. Yes, I don't so doubt that. We've had to start passing that on too. So that's why we like accepting Venmo and Zelle because there's no surcharge right. on it yet. Right. We so, had to stop taking PayPal because they started putting that surcharge on it. Right. Right. I I still um uh, I still use my PayPal. Uh, for some things, but and so far it has been a big big yeah. issue for me. But yeah, um, and and it's it's ridiculous. But uh, I, look, I remember back in the day when you went to the ATM, there was a very real possibility yep. you'd get an extra twenty bucks because they when ATMs first first started being used, they wanted people to use them instead of yep. uh, the the tellers. So they, you know, randomly people would get an extra 20 bucks. Yep. Okay. You know, okay. Yep. They, Why not? They had to hire, when shopping carts came yeah. out, they had to hire actors and actresses, mostly women, they said, to push shopping carts around stores because no one trusted a shopping cart. Right. So they had to make it look like a lot of people were using it. Yep. It's the, and just just seems so ridiculous. Why wouldn't you want to use a shopping cart? It's new. Yeah. yeah. It's something new and it's something different and people don't like new and different. Yep. They don't trust new and different. I'd rather have to hold all this stuff in my arms and, and have it fall. Right. <laughs> right. And then when they put um, uh, baby seats in mm-hmm. uh, in carts, that was that was a big thing. People took to that one pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was okay. <laughs> We 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 used our stroller long after Matthew didn't need the stroller anymore because we could pile stuff in it. That's exactly Matthew, right. get out of there. I need to put this package in. <laughs> yep. Yep. Make him walk. We see people walking around market with strollers yep. and you go, oh, that's the lovely head of lettuce yeah. right there. That's, you know, um, because, because you can't take a shopping cart out of the shopping plaza. That's exactly right. That's exactly well, right. What it costs them and they get so many get yeah. stolen. You see so yep. many along, you know, different highways and everything yep. else, and that dries up the cost of uh, at the grocery stores you too. Got to yep. wonder what happened. Did did someone catch them, or did they just get too annoyed pushing it and abandon it? 
Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Well, there was – I forget what company did it. But what they did is they put this uh, locking system. That Aldi is, does that. you got to put a quarter in to get your cart out. And, uh, and if you want your quarter back, you have to put the cart back. Well, no, this would lock up the wheel. Yeah. And you and it was good for within that yep. parking lot. You tried to take it out of that parking lot, the wheel locked up. Or some of them will have like a 10-foot stick on it so it doesn't yeah. go out the front door. Yeah. So then you can't get the cart out to your car. Right. Which is handy when you got a right, lot in right, there. Right, right. Or when you're handicapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I get that. But, yeah, so... There's a lot of that. Uh, uh, there's a lot of that. That that when something new comes out, people get really clever mm-hmm. in how they present it, mm-hmm. so that people use it. Um, unless you're a company like uh, Google, who doesn't seem to have any idea how to market anything they have. But that's it's a separate issue, I think, for a separate time. They put out some great products. And then when people don't use them immediately, they think, oh, this product is junk. We'll throw it away. No, it's a great product. You just don't know how to sell it. So how long did Google, when did Google Pay come out? How long did it last? Um, Google, Android Pay came out in 2015. Uh, and then they transitioned it to, uh, to Google Pay. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, Google Pay originally was supposed to replace both Google Wallet and Android Pay. And then Google Wallet came back, yeah. and now Google Wallet. Survival of the fittest, I guess. <laughs> yeah. In the gladiator arena that is Google, uh, Google Wallet uh, won. So so according to um, gcemetery.co, yes. uh, average Google lifespan. They've killed 166 products. Yep, uh, with an uh, with an average lifespan of four years, and they've purchased 212 other products. Yeah, most of the products that we use were not made by the companies that are and that's a, selling them. That's Microsoft only, didn't make Windows yep. uh, or DOS rather originally. Uh, they certainly didn't make uh, any of the products that are now uh, Microsoft Office. Uh, so yeah, and that hasn't been updated since 2019. There was there was <laughs> one. The graveyard died too. Yeah, there's a couple of graveyards. There's a killed by Google dot com. Uh, that goes up to December of. Oh, Google Jamboard is being discontinued in December of 24. Yep. Dropcam. Oh, Dropcam was a great product. They bought that Google bought, and now that's going away in April of 24. Sometimes they Google buy a po- product yeah. for Google the podcast to get rid. Of, to, yeah. uh, sometimes they buy it for the people. Yeah. Sometimes they buy it just to kill it. Yep. There was one where you could put a um, a flower on the grave of your favorite product. Right, right, right. Let me see if I can find so, that. So right yeah, now. there's there's just a lot of uh, of and and of course, um, Apple uh, Google is not the only one. Apple's killed products. Microsoft mm-hmm. has killed products. So they, they all do it. Um, so yeah. And uh, it's not it's it's not unusual that a product again it's you know it's the gladiatorial arena. Uh, some products make it, some products don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but Google uh, has put out a lot more products than most other places, and therefore has killed a lot more products than most other places. 
Uh, our next story will be about Google uh, killing Gmail. Spoiler alert, they're not. <laughs> um, don't start that rumor. Uh, but it's, uh, it's you know, it's not a, it would not be a surprise if Google did. You know, you you read something like that and you think that's reasonable. Google kills a lot of stuff. Or start mm-hmm. co- uh, collecting money for multiple well, accounts. Right. Yeah, they, they have already uh, uh, stopped their free business service. Right. I, so our company, we had 100 free business accounts. Because uh, we were in it that long ago. And then they went down to 10 free accounts, and now it's zero free accounts. Right. So far, Gmail Personal with the gmail.com domain is free, but uh, maybe they'll start charging for that. That's sometime. exactly right. Were we you grandfathered know. in, though? Yeah, we were grandfathered. No, we were grandfathered into the 100 when they went down to 10. Right. But when they went pay only, we had to start paying. So yeah. we, we canceled a lot of the addresses we were using and, sure, and made uh, shortcuts. Yeah. But it used to be great because you could say, you know, payments, yep. receipts, support, support, yeah. whatever yeah. it all was, um, uh, and it would be, they were all free accounts. You just had to have somebody look at them. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, that's, uh, that's understandable. Uh, you, there are still lots of places that give you free accounts, but they may not be under your domain. On the other hand, depending on where you host your domain, you may have free mail, email, yeah. hi. You may have free email through them. Um, I, I do at Bluehost, so um, much of my stuff uh, is is all uh, as many accounts as I want. Do whatever I want with them. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty odd now that you get a free business account somewhere that you know. Uh, I say they're free accounts at at Bluehost, but you pay for them. You're paying you're paying yeah. for the service. And part of that service is you get a certain number of accounts. So, yeah, I get that. Um, but they don't have, you know, one of the nice things about Gmail is the the uh, spam filters are incredibly good. Right. On my uh, Bluehost-only accounts, I get a lot of spam. Yeah, what, a lot Google of spam. says they stop billions of spam messages a day. Yeah. And so the few that get through are sneaky. Yeah, um, well, and that, then you know you can you can market as spam, and then yeah. enough people do that. And it do, gets, we, do we have a caller waiting? No, nope. no. So I want to bring up the Frontier thing. Yeah. Um, so Frontier started using Yahoo as their backend server a few years ago. They have been sending email out to Frontier customers that uh, as of March, I think fifteenth. If you'll your email program is using the frontier.com server, you have to change it to Yahoo. Right. And so mass confusion. Apparently, the bad guys know this is happening. And fake messages are coming, claiming to be Frontier, saying you need to change to Yahoo. One of our customers got one of these fake messages, was suspicious, so called Frontier and asked them, is this happening? Yes, this is happening. Go ahead and do it. Clicks on the fake message and gives them their real Frontier credentials. So the bad guys are giving out fake messages for a real issue. Yep. Um, And so if you are a Frontier customer, uh, check your mail settings in whatever mail program you're using, Windows Mail, Apple Mail, Thunderbird, whatever, and make sure that it's already set to the um, 
a Yahoo address and not a Frontier address, your Frontier email address won't change. The server is changing to Yahoo, and I'm, I'll make sure I pop that one in a minute too. Yeah. Um, so when you get email you're suspicious of, they did the right thing. They called that company and so made sure that was a yeah. real thing. But that specific message was fake. Check the to line. Check the the uh, the from address. Line. The, the yeah, the from line. Um, and don't just look at the name. Look at the address it came from. Because yeah. the name said Frontier. Sure. And the address said Epics.net. Whoever they are. Whoever they are. A, a company that owns a, a server. Yeah. And owns an email service is not going to send mail from somebody else's service. And when they clicked on the button to log into their Yahoo mail service. It went to a Weebly account, yeah, which is a you know a web a web hosting service. Right. But Yahoo wouldn't use Weebly; it would be Yahoo.com. Right. Exactly. So there were signs there that they you know say they 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 were on the right track, but just missed that next step. Yep. Yep. And which so, makes you know any spam you get makes it really hard to tell if it's spam or not. Well, you know the other scam that I've been seeing is you know how on your phone you can get. Uh, Calls that you don't know, and you know they're spam because just the phone number doesn't pop up. Right. What they're doing, so they're trying to get clever, is now instead of just having a number show up there, put in a name. Yes. And it's like, wait a minute. No, you're not in my phone book. I scan it, you know, sit there and put screen it. Click. Yep. I got I got two or three of them this week, and then yeah. I immediately blocked them. Yeah, they're and just, reported them. There's just another way of doing it, folks. That you know, if you those numbers or names are not in your phone book, screen call. Yeah. What, what's beautiful is on Android, at least, and I yeah. think on on iOS, uh, you can screen a call. Yep. There's a button right on the as the phone is ringing. Mm-hmm. There's a button that says screen call. Or yep. on the iPhone, it says voicemail. Voicemail, it'll and go then to it, voicemail. Go, right. In, it to, in this and then, case. And then, well, uh, it goes to voicemail, but then transcribes the message right. on your screen. Right. Yeah. So, like so old screen, answering machine days. Right, right. And that's what this the, yeah. the screen call does. It comes up and says, hi, I'm a Google automated service screen, screening this screen. call. State your name and your purpose. And uh, it, it puts it out. And, and uh, in every case. 99% of the time up. they hang up and it's like, yeah, no. Every once in a while, I get the high at such and so from so and so. Okay, now I'll now I'll, I'll say accept the call, and I'll talk to them, and then I put them in my phone book. One that's annoying me is you know the the ones that uh, the car warranty. Yeah. Oh yeah. This week alone, I got three of them for a uh, for my old 2017 Ford Escape. You can't escape it. Thank you. I'll be here all week. I now have, I've had for a long time a 2020 right. Ford Escape. Right. So somebody's not updating their records. They don't care. No. They don't care. If you're willing to give them money for a car you don't own anymore, they don't care. They're not going to do anything for you anyway. So what Well, do they like care? I say, I just sit there and have it screened it, and they'll sit there and say, your warranty on your 2017 Ford Escape. And I go, oh, yeah, hang up on that one. So, yeah, uh, there are a lot of features built into phones these days that we don't take advantage of that are useful to us if we know what we're, yeah. what we're doing. Um, one, of, one of the things I use all the time is 
there's a do not disturb feature on a phone and you can say i do want i do not want to be disturbed for the next hour or i can set it for example for the two hours i'm here my phone is on do set, not disturb. same thing but you can also and on on an android phone it's called flip to shh and if you put it face down it yep. goes into do not disturb mode so if I'm really working on something that's and and you can also set it up by the way I've got it set up so that if my wife or my daughter call they yeah, come through it comes through anyway but anybody else doesn't right so I, you know if I'm work, right if I'm if I'm working on something that I really got to get done or I I want to concentrate on it I'll put my phone face down or if I'm taking a nap I'll put my phone face down and it's that easy to essentially have it in uh in uh um, please hold in uh do not disturb mode it's it's great it's fast it's easy and it works nicely fact, i'd almost think that would be the default face down is shush and face up i want to see the screen yeah exactly <laughs> you would think that would be the the default but uh they call it flip to shh on an android phone and i don't know that every android phone does it certainly uh as we've always said when Google puts out um, a new version of Android. Um, Pixels get it raw, essentially. They get, they get what Apple put out, or Google put out. But you know, it, Verizon has to to make some changes, and then whatever the phone maker is has to make some changes. And it, you know, the, the big dog has to be the last one to mark the tree. So before it comes to you, who knows what changes they've made. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. If you're on the line, stay on the line. We'll get to you in just a couple of minutes. If you're not, why not? Give us a call, 585-966-JAZZ. That's 966-5299. Toll free, 800-790-0415. We'll be right back with a whole lot more sound bites on member-supported Jazz 90.1. It's 29 minutes after the hour. We'll see you on the other side. Computer talk you can understand. More sound bites is next on member supported Jazz 90.1. Enough. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nick Francesco. I'm Dave Enright. And I'm Steve Ray. And at 34 minutes after the hour, we are sound bites. And we have Don. Don, where are you calling from? From uh, Farrington Village, North Carolina. Uh, down there in Chatham County. Yes, about eight miles south of Chapel Hill. Yep. How are things down there? Oh, lovely. It's uh, sunshiny. We're down here for about three months as a winter break and uh, liking it very much. Good for you. Uh, What's up? Question. Uh, last half hour before the break, you mentioned that there was a way of uh, monitoring or finding out with an on an iPhone who is calling, what they're calling about, etc. I didn't fully understand that. Could you provide some details on how to do that? Um, it's a new feature in iOS 17, I think it was. Um, when, when you get a phone call, it will show you the caller ID on screen and give you the option of um, answering the call. Uh, or sending it to voicemail. If you tap the voicemail button, it will transcribe on screen the message the person is leaving. So if you see it say, "Oh, hi, this is your mom. Give me a call." You can then you can say, "Oh, I want to answer." So it transcribes in live time. If you say, "Send it to voicemail." Yep. 
So yeah, it's called live voicemail, and and there's a a, a button on on the screen when when you answer the when when the phone rings, there'll be a, a tap to answer or uh, I think it used to say uh, cancel, which then sent it to voicemail. Uh, with iOS 17, it now then uh, sends it to voicemail. It will start transcribing for you, and then you can accept the the call, and then it will send it back to the phone. So if it is someone you want to talk to now, you can... Um, okay, or you, or you can simply uh, continue and get a transcription of the entire call. Right, the way the voicemail normally works. Yeah. And you say that, that when when you receive a call, there is a choice that you, if you would repeat again, what is the choice that you would click on the phone to, to send it to voicemail? I'm pretty sure it says uh, voice, uh, the button says voicemail. I'm looking okay. at the screen, and they don't have the initial picture of the, of the button. Now, you do have to have iOS 17 or greater. So depending on how old your phone is, it may not have this. Well, I'm wondering if my iPhone is it is a lower model, uh, whether it's capable of this I, iOS 17. Um, if you go into settings, that? general software update, um, it will uh, uh, let you know if there's an update to 17 available. Okay. All right. All right, very good. I will try it. Thank you again for your good information, as always. All right, thanks. Yep. Bye-bye, Dan. Have fun down there in North Carolina, where it's probably a little warmer than it is up here. Yeah. One of the early features of the um, uh, iPhone was what Apple called visual voicemail. So normally, the, the, you don't answer the phone. The person leaves a recording and that you listen to. Uh, back to the very first iPhones, it would transcribe that recording right. and let you sh- see the text. After the call, they right. finish their call. Right. Now with live voicemail, um, that can uh, that can be done automatically. Right, and Android does exactly the same thing in both cases. Mm-hmm. So you can. Do you remember what the- Android version they added that to? No, off the top of my head. Um, but you can. You've one of the nice things that is that when I'm working, I often get text that I need to reply to. Mm-hmm. And so I use the web version. Yeah. Uh, and it does the same thing. You can, you know, not only can I uh, type at the keyboard and send it from my desktop, but also uh, I can see transcripts yep. from voicemail. So that's kind of nice. All right, back to the phones. Our next caller is Bill from Greece, New York. Hi, Bill. What's up? Great show, guys. Love Thanks. you all the way. Thanks. Uh yeah, I've been trying to fool around with a mini PC and a television set, and I'm this third week I call you back to how you worked out. I uh, took it apart and pulled the NVMe and shoved in a 2.5 SSD, and then I booted into Linux, and then I put it back together and put the the, the NVMe back in, and now when I turn it on, it boots into Linux, and if I push F7, it goes to a boot-up screen. I can run Windows. This is Windows 11 Pro. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't have any problems with uh, Secure Boot or anything, and I, I got my choice. Cool. Nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, we talked about that last week, and we said it would probably work out fine. Yeah. Yeah, it did. A uh, little tricky. Dave was pretty good on telling me to watch out for a surface that... Uh, isn't level because I was going to use my keyboard thing, so I put a towel down. Uh, I also found out it really helps to have a headlamp. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you can yeah. see in. No and lie. then I, I bought a, a magnetic screwdriver with multiple points, and that didn't work because I had to go so far down into there to get the screw to, yep. to take the motherboard cover off that I had to then get another set of screwdrivers that were magnetic but didn't have that little ball end on it so I could oh, sneak yeah. it down in there. And those little screws, they cross-thread in a second. Yep. Oh, you have to be very, very, very careful. Yeah, and then just as a, as a final, uh, I love blue mail, but it looks like Google uh, killed blue mail because I guess the people at blue mail uh, answered a congressional investigation against Google. So Google took blue mail off their app store, and now you can't get uh, any Gmail uh, emails on a blue mail account anymore. That, oh, really? Hmm. That doesn't seem possible. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, very upsetting. Well, you can like still use uh, you can still use it on Linux or Windows. They okay. have a desktop version as well, or Mac yeah. or iOS. Yeah, right. but you can't you can't get a Gmail account to log into. It won't. It just spins. Uh, I see what you're saying. Oh, maybe it doesn't support OAuth. Yeah, I don't know. Google they, requires they, they a new authorization the, protocol. They took it off the Google Play account too, so you can't even load it from Google Play. Right, 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 right. But uh, you were talking earlier about the one-inch uh, mini PC. These mini PCs, they 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 are pretty interesting. You can get them from a hundred to eight hundred, and even the one hundred dollar one from B Link has got Windows Pro. And I didn't know it when you log into Windows Pro when you set it up. Since it's Windows Pro, you don't have to create a Microsoft account. Right. Right. Well, right. They're, they're great. I have the little mini PCs. Bill, one other trick for you. Yeah. If you're doing a lot of work on you know these computers with screwdrivers and all that, what you can do, and I picked one up over on Amazon, is called a magnetizer. And what you can do is you can take a screwdriver or a piece of metal or whatever and put it through this device once on one side and run it around it. It's like a little L-shape. It's basically just a magnet. Yeah, and it just magnetizes that device for a little bit. And then if you want to demagnetize it, you turn it around to the other way and demagnetize yeah, you it. You line up all the uh, 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 copper, not copper, carbon, yeah. carbon molecules. Yeah. And, and uh, that way iron. if you need a, another device to go, you know, because... Like you were saying, you get into some of those cases, and all of a sudden the screw f falls off, and then it goes down into the case. You know, if you had a little metal rod that you could just slip down there and that was magnetized and pull it on out, be a lot easier. Okay, thank you. Yep. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, um, those mini PCs. You think, well, they're so tiny. How good can they be? Mm -hmm. Well, take a look at the Apple Mini. Yeah, it's tiny, but it's good. Uh, and you're putting a CPU in it. They're tiny already. That's right. It's not. What you lose is the massive amount of air circulation, yep. which you used to need for the big, giant Spinning hard processors well, and, and hard drives. Yeah. And you lose the ability to add multiple hard drives. So, yeah, Although you're kind of getting that back now with NVMe. Right. And so the, the five, five and a quarter inch desktop drives gave way to three and a half, which gave way to two and a half which are giving way to NVMe. So the computers are getting smaller and smaller because the internal components are getting smaller and smaller. Right.
All right, back to the phones. Our next caller is James from Rochester, New York. What's up, James? Oh, hello, Nick and everybody. Hi. Um, I, hi. I have a two-year-old Dell laptop G7-17, and all of a sudden last week um, the fan continues to run nonstop. I never had that before. It used to come on a little bit, you know, how it goes on and off as you're using it through the day or whatever. Is this normal? Um, when a machine is a little older and it might get a little dirty uh, and the fan is no longer as efficient as it used to be, it is absolutely possible that it, it, will, run, it will run longer. Um, you might try um, looking to see if that fan is blocked with, with dust. Uh, and clean that out. Uh, that might help. Um, getting through the back, then right where back. the where the fan is on the back or on the bottom depends on the model you've got. The other thing you can do is is um, uh, uh, the surface that you're on. Uh, if that's if that's dirty or or blocking ports. Uh, that's a problem. Like you've got it on a mat of some sort. No, I, I use a jacked up. Uh cooling pad and i have some in the four corners jacking up about almost three quarters of an inch because i know it's supposed to stay cool under there um i tried i lifted it up it didn't it's hard to tell looking at it or whatever underneath i i slightly vacuumed it um so should i unscrew it and with those tiny screws and check that to blow it out if you feel comfortable doing that. Or I'd just get some canned air. Okay. Canned air, you can blow up the to, keyboard. You have to be a little careful with, with the compressed gases when you're trying to blow out a, a circuit board, like inside the computer, because sometimes... Yeah, moisture. Yeah, you get moisture the, the, when, when the air... The air is compressed, and when you spray it out, it decompresses and sometimes can form moisture. That's yeah, why I say don't uh, don't unscrew it. Use a can air. Yep. You, it's got a nozzle on it, and just blow around the f- a fan area. Don't go, like Steve inside. was saying, in, inside there because you could short something out. Yeah, if, if that doesn't work, then I should probably take it to a shop. Probably. A if, well, but if wait a minute, is it causing you any problems? Like Nick was saying, if it's an older machine... It's only two years old. I don't know. Well, it, it depends. If yeah. it's really loud and bothering you, it could just be a bad fan. Yeah. And if it's really bothering you, take it to a shop and have them fix it. But if it's right. not, if it's just running and it's uh-huh. not disturbing you, leave it. One thing you might want to do is open the process viewer. Cause, so the, the fan is running fast for a reason. Is it because it's full of dust and uh, not as efficient in cooling? Or is there a runaway processor overtaxing a runaway process overtaxing the processor? <laughs> or is the hard drive getting very full that it's got to work more to do what it did when it was versus brand new? Yeah, maybe I'll run C cleaner then. I don't know. That will help, but, but as Steve said, check. Also, run your antivirus. If you got caught by something and somebody's using your machine to do uh, uh, data mining or, or uh, a cryptocurrency, uh, it will overtax your machine horribly. So uh, make sure your antivirus is up to date and working. How, how much hard drive space do you have left? Uh, I'm not sure, but I don't have a lot of stuff on it. And my, okay. my virus thing is Kapersky. 
I've used that Kaspersky. Yeah, Kaspersky is good. Yep. Yeah, that, I've never had a problem or hacking or anything. It's a little bit warm in the back when I put my hand back there. That's usually where the warm air comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try that. Um, it's not causing me any problems, but it's I a just annoying. noticed it's, it's running like sure. almost all the time. Sure. I oh, know. I understand that. Also, if it's in a window and, you know, the, the sun is shining on it. Uh, uh, no, it's not there. And like I say, I have the cooling pad. All right, let me try those solutions you suggested. I appreciate it. Good luck, James. Thank you. Yep, bye-bye. Yeah, we're, we're, it, when it's a fan like that, it could be mechanical in a bad fan or a blocked fan. It could be a runaway process, as Steve said. Uh, or it could just be, you know, we, we've seen people who have, my machine crashes every afternoon at about 2.30. Sitting in a window, the sun yep. comes over, overheats it, it shuts down. Yep. Uh, that happens. <laughs> so we've seen, we've seen that uh, more than once. Uh, so you've got to be aware of your environment. Uh, and to, uh, to the previous caller who, who was talking about blue mail, um, I just installed Blued Mail, and it took my Google address, gmail.com address okay. Oh, interesting. I do see that from their website, it is not at Google Play, uh, but it's at um, um, the Android version is there. So maybe they took away the Chrome version and not the Android version? Well, no, you wouldn't need, a, you wouldn't need it on a Chrome, would you? She says, honey, oh, okay. Honey, oi, look at the falls. <laughs> Sorry. What just happened? All right, okay. Uh, back to the phones. Our next caller is Kate from Honeyoy, New York. Hi, Kate. What's up? Hi, Uncle Nick. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm glad to hear you guys today. I have a question about um, a recommendation for a PC for a 13-year-old. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> what does, what, okay, tell me more. Okay, so he has a school-issued iPad, um, but my husband and I are not Mac people, and he's expressed um, an interest in having his own, like, computer laptop thing. Um, I've heard you recommend Raspberry Pi in the past, but I don't really know much about them. And um, earlier on the show, you were mentioning being forced to go to Windows 11, and I'm like, oh, well, Linux might sound more appealing, but I know nothing. All right, so um, first, what, what, uh, first, say hi to the whole family for me. Secondly, yeah, okay. <laughs> secondly, um, what is he going to be doing? Mostly schoolwork, or does he want to be able to play games? Or Well, um, he's kind of happy with his PS5 right now for gaming purposes. Okay. Um, and I was thinking that if it, if it was going to be I don't know if we need a gaming system, which is a whole other thing, but I think it'd be mostly um, Internet and potentially schoolwork. But most of his schoolwork is Internet-based anyway. Right. They're using, you know, hosted stuff in Google Classroom and their their own uh, program that the school uses. But um, so I don't think he would even need a word processor program, per se, because it's all from the web. Right. Well, you might want to look at a Chromebook. I was going to say Chromebook. Uh, yeah. Be, be, okay. 
Yeah, because they're uh, inexpensive, easy to use. Right. Less headaches for them because it less chance of getting viruses spyware. Right. Uh, much more secure. Uh, uh-huh. he, he, he has the iPad to do some stuff on. He's got his gaming console to do other stuff on. So what he really right. needs is basically a web browser to get to the schoolwork. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you've just described the Chromebook. Okay. And right. he can I do, if he's got to do a paper for school, he can use uh, Google, uh, you know. Google yeah. Write. Mm-hmm. And Google, yeah, Google Write. Sheets. Spreadsheets. All of that stuff. Right. I have a Chromebook that is a few years old and is no longer uh, supported. Like, they right. they sent me m- multiple messages. is like, we're not going to update you anymore. So that one's kind of, uh, you know, run me at your own risk type of thing. Right. Um, but, so, okay, Chromebook's the way to go, but then how many years are we going to get out of it? Ten. Or is it cheap enough that it doesn't matter? Hey, it's cheap. You're right. It's cheap enough that it doesn't matter, but all new Chromebooks are getting 10 years of updates. Okay. So um, you, there, is a, there is a website. Steve's going to pull it up and put it on our... I'm looking for it now, yeah. On our website. Um, um, Chromebook update schedule? The Chromebook, yeah, something. Uh, anyway, there's a, there's a, a, a thing that will tell you... Um, it's, it's from Google. It's a, auto it's update policy. Auto update policy. And Steve's going to put it on our website, the link to it. And it tells you for each model of Chromebook when it goes out of updates. Right. Okay. And uh, right now, Google is saying all new ones get 10 years. Sure. So, yeah. So they changed their mind. Yes. Well, (laughs) yeah. Um, uh, Well, all most. I got to say most. The super cheapest ones, maybe not. But, you know. Anything in the mid-range and up is certainly going to be a 10 years' worth of updates. And, and the iPad can do a lot of that same stuff, too, but it's sometimes handy to have a second device. And a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can add a, add a keyboard to the iPad if you want, like, just right. like mine is in here. So I see, I see, so I got a screen here, a screen here. I need another screen there. You do. <laughs> You're one screenshot. But, yeah, Kate, that'll, that'll, that should work great for you, uh, for your son. Okay. It's, it's a, yeah. um, the, the Chromebook is... Uh, is pretty much purpose built to do what he needs to do right now. Mm-hmm. And now my my dad gifted him a camera at Christmas and was saying, "Hey, so what what are, what computer are you going to put all of his photos on? You know, the five bajillion photos that he anticipates um, Eric taking over the next many years." And like, I don't even know. I, I mean, we have a super old desktop. Uh, that was like a refurb from some company, and I got it off a, I don't know, Newegg or whatever. And that can hold photos. But I'm thinking just an external hard drive would be a fine place to just keep all And you could connect those as well. Also, if you yeah. are a an Amazon Prime customer, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're an Amazon Prime customer, you get free unlimited video. Photo. Photo, excuse me. Photo. You're right. Photo yeah. storage, not video storage. And both Google and oh. Apple give you some free storage to, to store right. photos, but usually not enough. Right. Right. But in yeah. it, so far, at least at Amazon, uh, if you are already a Prime customer, you just yeah. put the app on, on the thing and then point it at all your photos and up they go. Oh, okay. I will look into that. There you go. Cool. 
All right, have fun. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yep, bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, um, I, I'll tell you, the, the, the Chromebook will do so much uh, and stuff that, you know, originally people didn't think, well, this is not going to be useful to us in the long run. And by the way, a Chromebook that is out of warranty is still secure and will still do stuff. It just doesn't get updates to do new stuff. Um, uh, so, you know, it's not that it is suddenly throw it away. It is, it is use it with a little bit more caution, but you can still use it without a problem. The, um, the big thing to remember is when you go to buy a new Chromebook, uh, take a look at that list that Steve has put up, uh, the auto update policy list. They, new Chromebooks are getting 10 years. And, most and, of, and it's quite unlikely that you will keep your Chromebook for 10 years. And most of the time, I'd also expect the, the, the site you're buying the Chromebook from is going to say what their, their policy is. Too. Right, 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 right. Uh, in addition, by the way, there's a whole there's a whole issue of what do you take to college, mm-hmm. um, and and what I see a lot of people doing is uh, take getting some sort of large desktop for gaming in their dorm room and taking a Chromebook to classes. Yep, you can take all the notes you want on the Chromebook. It's easier to carry around, simple, inexpensive. You drop it, you break it, you lose it, it's stolen, whatever. Who cares? Um, but you've got a, a much better machine somewhere else, or in his case, he's got the gaming stuff and all of that for, for the other stuff that he wants to do. Um, Chromebook, and a Chromebook does so much nowadays. It does all your web browsing. It does your word processing, your spreadsheet, all of that stuff. Most people who own an entire PC rarely get out of the um, browser anymore. I mean, yes, again, there's always edge people and there's always that one program that you cannot live without. But most people live in the browser nowadays. And so um, whether you're on a Chromebook or an iPad or a laptop or a desktop, you're mostly in your browser. So why not just get a device that does the browser? All right, that's it. That music tells us we are done for another week. I want to thank everybody who called in. Um, uh, Thank you all so very much. I want to thank Dave Enright, Steve Ray. I'm Nick Francesco. Steve, Steve is playing with the uh, with the things. I, don't, I can't even do that. Um, and we're <laughs> we're done for another week. Uh, we will be back next week with a whole lot more of the longest running computer show in the known universe. Sound bites right here on the truly great and truly grateful to you that we are member supported. Jazz ninety point one. See you in one hundred and sixty six hours. Be good to one another, will you?